Hello, listeners. I'm Stacey Lee Sherwood. I invite you to sit back and listen as I talk about a variety of issues rarely covered in the media. And if you think animal issues are just about animals, well, no, they also involve politics and economics, so they affect all of us. I hope you learn a little something, maybe be motivated to act, and enjoy the show. Today's topic is trophy hunting inside our national parks. So why are mountain goats considered native in one park, but not in another park right next door? The year 2020 marked a turning point for the Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. They're busy getting ready for their first trophy hunt of mountain goats inside the park. For several years, hunters had already been allowed to hunt elk thanks to the revisions made of guidelines after the park expanded its boundaries. The National Park Service refers to this as elk management program. Now, management is basically code for humans killing animals for a variety of reasons and excuses. It's not about conservation. As I've said in the past, wildlife managed to survive and thrive for thousands of years before human bureaucrats and hunters decided they knew better. As is often the case, this program has its shares of mishaps. Back in 2015, a hunter was caught killing a bull elk, and over the years, several supposedly protected grizzly bears had been shot and killed by hunters. One can assume the park officials failed to hand out any punishment for any of that. Then in 2019, the elk hunting program was scaled back, but whether or not hunters abide by that is anyone's guess. Hunting inside a national park is supposed to be prohibited, but it's not with this park because there is still some privately owned land within its boundaries. For some, this would seem like the exception to a rule that is supposed to keep both wild animals and visiting tourists safe. Now that people have accepted the elk being hunted, they have moved on to other big game. Mountain goats came next to be added to the list. According to the National Park officials, they're permanently removing the mountain goats out of concern for the bighorn sheep. They state this is being done for health concerns pertaining to a bacterial disease the bighorn, uh, the mountain goats may or may not have and may or may not spread to the bighorn sheep. <clears throat> so there's no actual proof that this is even going on. Based on some of the paleontological digs, mountain goats were once native to the park, but had died out. The current population of the descendants from reintroduced goats nearly a century ago. The estimated population in 2020 was about 100, and only half that remained in 2021 when the hunting, hunting started. Their plan was obviously to wipe them all out. Now Yellowstone National Park, which is a park that I visited many, many times, including Grand Teton, so I know for a fact that from Grand Teton to Yellowstone is less than an hour's drive. Same state, same weather, same vegetation, same wildlife. So there's literally no difference or justification for this. So Yellowstone National Park sits about 60 miles away and is surrounded by three national forests, which bridge the gap between these two parks. Now, the entire greater Yellowstone ecosystem encompasses about 22 million acres. So it's a huge amount of land. And we're only talking about a very small amount of uh, animals. The park also had 200 goats along with sheep. And at least for now, they're taking the live and let live attitude. 
It seems odd that Grand Teton would choose to have their small population gunned down instead of moving them just a few miles into a vast ecosystem larger than some countries. One has to wonder why the park officials who are paid to watch over the park and all its inhabitants are so quick to kill off the goats. Aside from nearby Yellowstone Park, they could have, and should have, moved them to Washington State. According to the National Park Service, the Olympic National Park is having their mountain goats move to the Cascade region where the population had been depleted. Now, back in 2020, the Olympic National Park also had a limited hunt, but switched to aerial relocation in 2021 for the remaining population. In other words, they actually spent the money and the time air the mountain goats instead of killing them, which is what could have been done in Wyoming. And for those who haven't traveled out west, Wyoming to Oregon is not that far away. Now, perhaps their change of plans was due to public pressure, or perhaps they saw the idiocy of killing off a few hundred goats instead of moving them to their current native range a few hundred miles away. And again, these are native wild animals that are supposed to be protected by law. And of course, our tax dollars pay for all of this, right? We fund the Park Service and we, park the, we fund the Department of Interior, which is supposed to fund our public lands. So this is not like private land. If park officials wanted to do the right thing, they could have had hundreds of volunteers who would have made the relocation possible. Instead, they've fallen back to their old prior ways of like the 1920s and 30s when the National Park Service had a very heavy lead-filled hand in their wildlife policy. This is not how our public land should be managed, and in fact, the land isn't the one needing management, but rather the park officials are. The rush to have hunts inside a national park is a very disturbing trend. Park officials claim it's not a, quote, trophy hunt because outside hunters can't keep any parts of the animals, but they fail to see that the actual trophy is getting to hunt unique animals inside a national park. They deliberately downplay that unless they're called out and then no response. Go on any hunting site and they all brag about bagging a bison at Grand Canyon or a mountain goat at Grand Teton. So here's what one hunter had to say. His name is uh, Murtog. Quote, in my days as a hunter, I would say it's the most challenging hunt that I've ever done. I can say that without a doubt, it was also one of the most rewarding hunts I've ever done. And this came from an article called Mountaineering with a Rifle. So there you go. Proof. Proof that the government has lied. It is, in fact, a trophy hunt. Hunting inside a national park is a trend most Americans do not want. It's horrific enough to see our wild horses and burros rounded up and removed off public lands, only to make way for the non-native cattle. Now we have hunting in national parks. It's not only the outside hunters doing the dirty work, sometimes it's the park rangers themselves. This is the case with Mesa Verde National Park, where the few wild horses who call that park home have been removed and their fate is unknown, though more than likely they went to slaughter. This should make you wonder just who the National Park Service is really working for, because it seems like trophy hunters are the priority, not conservation and wildlife. And in fact, all of our um, federal and most of our state agencies have been co-opted and they're basically run by hunters and developers, not conservationists or animal lovers. 
Now, if you think it's just one park and one species, no, because we have the National Park Service allowing for hunting of bison inside the Grand Canyon. So here's a little history about that park. In 1916, the Grand Canyon National Park was created and it became the third oldest national park in the U.S. In 1903, President Teddy Roosevelt, who also was a big game hunter, but he did see the genius and the need <clears throat> to form the National Park Service and the National Park System to protect some of these places. So he said, quote, the Grand Canyon fills me with awe. It's beyond comparison, beyond description, absolutely unparalleled throughout the wide world. Let this great wonder of nature remain as it is now. Do nothing to mar its grandeur and loveliness. You cannot improve on it. But what you can do is keep it for your children and your children's children and all who come after you as the one great sight which every American should see. That's what President Teddy Roosevelt said over a century ago. We should, we should take his words to heart. Now, traveling throughout the plains today, which I've done extensively, it's impossible to imagine how the American bison once roamed all this land freely. Prior to the 1800s, their population was estimated to be over 30 million. That must have been some sight. By the, nine, by the 1830s, settlers traveling from the east, heading west, started to drive the bison off the land as they began to settle it. And soon after construction of the railroad began, bison slaughter just exploded. Throngs of hunters from the East Coast and Europe came in hopes of hunting the big trophy. And as the hunts escalated, it's estimated that as many as 2 million might have been killed in just one year. I mean, that's staggering. You can't even imagine how many bison were killed per second or per minute. Un unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Their once healthy population of millions plummeted to just 325 by 1884. That's in less than a century, with 24 living in Yellowstone National Park. In a half century, 99% of their population had been killed off by hunters, and this was done exclusively for human settlement and transportation expansion. The death toll was so great, conservation methods were installed, and by 1910, there were about a 1,000 bison left. All the bison living today are the offspring from just those original 325 that managed to survive the slaughter of the 1800s. The Great Plains of this country was forever changed by such a loss, and it has never and will never fully recover. Now, during the Obama administration, a bill was passed in 2014 called the National Park Service and Related Programs Act. This paved the way for the Park Service to use lethal means to control wildlife they deemed destructive. So again, you're paying for this, but you don't get a say and you don't get a vote. In fact, most people don't even know that this is going on. How this is determined is anyone's guess. This seems to be a reopening of the Park Service to just kill wildlife within the park as, as a new standard policy. In 2017, Arizona Congressman Paul Gosser introduced the Grand Canyon Bison Management Act, again, that word, management, which was the first step 
to opening the door to having outside hunters in a national park. Claims made by Gosser follow the usual diatribe about animals wreaking havoc and threatening the survivability of the land. This usually ends with talk about saving some imperiled species used as a tool to soften the blow. But we know the truth. At heart, this was just a kiss to his donors who hail from the hunting, developer, and energy sectors. They found an ally in Gosser who helped push their agenda for opening more public land toward further exploitation. His hopes for giving hunters more access to kill more animals, and especially inside a national park, were realized in 2019 when former President Trump signed S-47 into law. Under the cover and roots of conservation and buried deep in the bill was one lone sentence that changed how our national parks would be managed. This is the language needed to allow outside hunters to kill inside the parks. In other words, trophy hunting. The Grand Canyon National Park planned to reduce their bison herd from about 600 down to 200. So that's less than half. Actually, that's about a third. Now, the current Secretary of the Department of Interior, Deb Haaland, who's got to be one of the worst there is, she is no friend to conservation, voted for this bill when she was a congresswoman from New Mexico. In 2019, it was called the Conservation Management, that word again, and Recreation Act, also known as the John Dingle Act. Now, under subtitle E, National Park System Management, it says, quote, the National Park Service may use qualified volunteers to assist in wildlife management efforts in reducing the size of wildlife populations in the national park system. That's what the law says. Now, it doesn't actually specify if the wildlife is native or even endangered. It's just a broad, any kind of wildlife. So what do we pay the Park Service for if we're using volunteers to manage wildlife? I mean, that's supposedly their job, right? The National Park Service website has a statement about this bill, and it says, the Secretary of the Interior maintains discretion to, quote, provide for the destruction of such animals and plant life. So even, you know, flowers aren't protected, as may be detrimental to the use of any system unit. And again, it doesn't define, well, who is using it? Because in theory, it's really supposed to be protection for the wildlife and the vegetation. We're supposed to be the visitors. But when you put in words like management and recreation, you change how the parks are then used and managed. I think it's safe to say that this is not a pilot program, as told to the public, but rather a permanent program. It's kind of like when the public is told those tolls are going to be temporary until the road is funded, but then the tolls are never removed, right? Well, same thing with this. Once you start managing wildlife, that's pretty much it. It's like a done deal. How the public responds depends on how many know about this and care enough to ensure that we still have wildlife left for future generations. If the current state of the wolf hunts and wild horse and burrow roundups are any indication, it does not bode well for the bison or any other species in or out of park boundaries. Yellowstone is the only place where bison have freely 
continuously lived since prehistoric times. I mean, think about that. Let's hope they continue to do so. I encourage everyone listening to log on to my website, realitycheckswithstacylee.com, and check out some of the other articles I've written, including the two articles I've written about hunting the mountain goats and hunting the bison inside our national parks. I cover many topics from conservation to politics and nonprofits, so there's a little something there for everyone. I also encourage people to check out other podcasts from All About Animals. They have some terrific shows you'll find very interesting and enlightening. I hope you've enjoyed the show and tune in next time.